morning, welcome back to the Learn to Code podcast. Today is going to be a special episode, a bonus episode, just a little update on my personal life. And thankfully, uh, after looking for a job for quite some time, I was able to get one and I'm going to be working as a backend developer. Uh, for um, I should be specializing in Amazon Web Services. I do have a lot to learn yet. Um, I was looking for a job as a database administrator, and as a, and my second option was to be a Java developer, maybe working with a Spring Boot or a Spring Core, maybe. Um, it seems like the market decided that I should be doing something else then. Uh, it's been quite uh, quite an adventure. The selection process why, uh, was and still is quite long. Yet I believe I can actually do this. So uh, uh, after my... Uh, I've been rejecting some jobs recently because... Uh, well, most of them were junior positions, uh, and those positions paid very little, actually, and seems to be involving a lot of work. Um, uh, so I decided to uh, skip those. And uh, another position that I actually wanted to do was a database administrator role on uh, an American company. Uh, so I actually qualify for that one. Uh, then in the last phase, uh, I actually managed to uh, get interviewed by the CTO of the company. Uh, he was an American man. Uh, although everything went pretty well on the uh, on on Mexico side, it seems like uh, it didn't went too well. Um, on the final interview, um, uh, although uh, they got a couple of um, uh, of positions, they got uh, a Java developer one and a database administrator one. Uh, when the interview came, uh, the part that I uh, actually failed was uh, when he asked me if I got any experience with Amazon Web Services, funny enough. Um, I basically, um, I was very honest and I just told him, well, you know what, uh, during my free time, uh, I did manage to experiment with Amazon S3 buckets, um, as a user, uh, yet I did not have a natural job that required Amazon web services experience. So, uh, basically, um, only experimenting during my free time. Um, I didn't actually have uh, actual experience during a job because uh, here in Mexico, uh, people don't really trust uh, uh, cloud services at all. So um, as I say before, on one of my uh, personal updates, um, although I was working with uh, cloud services, uh, for example, Microsoft Azure Network. Um, um, although I was actually successful using those because they are pretty much the same as working with uh, on-premises servers, 
the thing is that uh, the mayor of the town hall I was working on, uh, he decided to move all our databases into a, uh, an on-premises server. So uh, that was it, basically. Uh, the only explanation I got uh, for that decision was that uh, the mayor didn't actually trust uh, at all on on having our databases or data on somebody else's server. So in order to feel secure, uh, he decided to move all databases into an on-premises server, uh, although that uh, included uh, importing new challenges on security side. And basically, a lot of people got actual uh, access to those data after the, migra the migration. But never mind. Uh, that's the truth um, about cloud services on Mexico, I believe. And I try to use uh, cloud services for um, for uh, for paychecks. How do you call it? For the payroll systems and another one for a budget system. Uh, but the truth is that in the end. Um, the owners of the company decide to move all the data in on uh, into on-premises services or servers. So that's it. So basically, I didn't have um, actual experience with Amazon Web Services. Um, and funny enough, uh, the description of the positions didn't include Amazon Web Services at all. Uh, they were looking for um, a Java developer and a database administrator um SQL server uh, etc uh, in in any way shape or form during the description of the jobs uh they didn't mention Amazon web services at all so i was actually pretty surprised but uh anyway maybe that's not a company i wish to work for anyway so they don't seem to know what what they actually want or to actually uh publicize it correctly who knows so uh, after that, I applied for a Java uh, developer uh, for a Spring Boot position inside a, a company uh, uh, called uh, Volkswagen uh, here in Mexico. Uh, so they produce cars, basically. And they were looking for uh, a Java uh, front-end developer and a database administrator position. And then again, I uh, I applied for both. Um, I applied for both on the Volkswagen uh, website dedicated for recruitment. So uh, I sent my uh, resume. Uh, I applied online um, and I got rejected the next, uh, the very same day, maybe, uh, maybe the next day I got rejected from one of the positions um, and I was still looking for uh, waiting for a resolution on the second job um, um, and during that time I updated my LinkedIn profile and uh, I basically updated everything and applied for a position in LinkedIn uh, on the same company actually so I applied for the same position and, and the very same, the next day I received a, a message from a recruiter from LinkedIn uh, asking for more information about me. 
and that's where I began, basically. So um, uh, I sent my resume. I got a couple of uh, phone interviews. Uh, I got a technical phone interview then, basically a song guy asking me general questions about technologies on uh, in English uh, because they require me to uh, speak English very well. Thankfully, I've been doing this podcast for quite some time, so I got I get to practice English every single day. I guess so. I did pretty well on the uh, spoken English uh, interview, and I managed to uh, get to the next phase of the selection process. Thankfully, and it's been quite a uh, um, quite a long process, may I say. So this company was asking me to um, to complete a series of exams, uh, a lot of them basically, and I managed to uh, to pass those successfully, I believe. Um, and the recruiter just um, uh, I did some exam, and the recruiter basically just uh, moved me, uh, just told me that I was successfully moving to the next phase and just continue on. Uh, after a while, uh, I got the technical exam, which included, um, mm, since I was applying for two positions, uh, uh, I got to choose, I get to choose uh, one of the exercises because uh, obviously I can only occupy one position. So I get to choose between two uh, technical exams, that is. Uh, one was uh, for a front-end developer, and the second one was for a back-end developer. So I took a, a look at those, and uh, I had to say that the first one, the front-end developer, uh, was requiring me to design and build a simple uh, website, which basically... Um, uh, asked me to create a login page and then um, uh, another page and basically um, I was actually asked to basically just design and build the page and make calls to a RESTful API uh, from my end and that was basically it and the second one was to actually create a RESTful API to transfer money between uh, financial, uh, between balance accounts, um, uh, pretty similar to a bank, may I say. So, uh, and I decided to do uh, the hardest one for me, uh, that is the backend developer. Um, because why did I choose that? Well, um, I choose the backend developer one. Although I didn't have any experience uh, building APIs, or uh, and I didn't have uh, experience with the required technology that they asked me to build it, uh, and that is Python. Uh, my original plan was to, you know what, I'm going to cre uh, choose the hardest uh, in order to, um, because I thought that, you know what, maybe the hardest position it's going to have the less amount of actual candidates. So it's going to be less competition and it's going to be harder for anybody attempting to challenge me in that position to actually face me. 
So I'm going to choose the hardest path just for that because it's going to be very hard for somebody else to follow me. Um, uh, at this point, that was a Friday when when I got the uh, the actual um, PDF with the exercise. And everything was well and good. I was actually planning everything. And when I get to read the last part of the PDF of the document, uh, there was a specification that told me that the required technology for developing the software was, uh, I was planning to do it on Java. and uh, But I didn't get to do that. Um, I was told that the required technology was Python, actually. So... I didn't have the um, the choice of selecting Java as my uh, my software development programming language, so I didn't know any Python at the time, and I didn't know how to make a RESTful API using Python. So what did I do? Uh, the very same day, I renewed my subscription to Pluralsight, and and I did remember that there was a Python path there. That's basically a collection of courses. So I renew my subscription, and after seeing the amount of information I needed to actually absorb to become a, a, a good developer, I get to the conclusion that uh, I don't have all too much time because the uh, I need to deliver the software in a 48-hour uh, time. So there is a deadline. Um, so... What I did was basically watch a couple of courses. Uh, the first one was uh, Python Fundamentals, uh, which basically teached me um, the syntax and the fundamentals of the Python programming language. So basically how to use the actual language. Yet, uh, as always, on those kind of courses, um, uh, the teacher only teaches you how to use the programming language. He doesn't actually teach you how to use it to build anything. So the second course that I um, that I watch, uh, I believe is called How to Create a RESTful API Using Python and Flask. Uh, Flask is basically a framework um, to create RESTful APIs. So uh, by the name of the course, I decided, you know what? That's basically perfect for me right now. Um, so I watched that course. The first one, um, the one that actually teaches me how to program in Python, has a duration of 5 hours and 11 minutes. And I watched it the entire thing entirely. The second one um, was a very uh, way shorter course. And I didn't uh, manage to finish the course because uh, halfway the course... Uh, I decided to begin uh, building the software because I, I was running out of time, basically. And, and uh, thankfully, uh, the requirements didn't include persisting the data uh, beyond memory. So basically, I didn't, ha uh, I didn't get the need to uh, persist the data in file system or database. So... I, I did manage to save a lot of time by, by just skipping that. Um, so I began building a, a Git repository to save my changes. Maybe that will make me look professional if somebody realizes that. Uh, 
and they asked me to create a readme file and when I was actually explaining how to how did I how did I manage to uh, build the software uh, so that, uh, I created a git uh, repository I created a readme.md uh, file that's a markdown file. If you remember my previous episodes, I've been talking uh, about markdown files and how important they are in the past. Well, this is the opportunity for me to actually um, uh, walk the walk, <laughs> if I may uh, say it. So, uh, I use my knowledge on markdown and readme files. Um, uh, actually, my, my past episode was dedicated to readme file just just because of that of that experience um and so yeah um and I created my readme file inside a git repository um i uh, I created a master branch a development branch and I merged everything in the end uh it was quite difficult the hardest part wasn't actually the restful api part that was that came very easy, easily with the help of the Flask framework, which is a very lightweight framework. Uh, I got some difficulty working with JSON files uh, or or JSON data uh, because I was getting the information in a JSON um, format. Uh, thankfully, there is another library in Python that allowed me to work with those kind of uh, data structures, documents. And uh, the the actual hard part for me was the one that is supposed to be the easiest one. Um, and once I got the JSON document uh, loaded in from the um, from the from the post petition from the post function. Uh, uh, I got the task of storing that information inside memory and I did have a collection uh, of the type uh, I believe is called uh, I don't remember the name well uh, the data of the JSON file was stored inside a dictionary and basically the dictionary contained um, uh, key and value pairs that basically define the content of the JSON document. Uh, so a JSON document will land into a dictionary for that matter. And very simple stuff at the time. Uh, yet uh, those dictionaries were themselves included inside a list uh, data type or may I say a list collection. So basically I did have uh, a list of account balances and inside this list of account balances the elements inside that list were basically uh, dictionaries and I wasn't used to uh, work with um, any dated data types like that or structures, data structures at least not in Python so uh, I spent a lot of time figuring out how to get information out uh, from the dictionary and from the list at uh, at the same time. So I got a, uh, I spent a lot of time doing that. So I managed to create uh, an uh, a way simpler um, 
a separate uh, Python file so that I can actually do experiments there. And I began uh, getting data from the dictionary and then getting data from the list and then getting uh, the dictionary inside the list and try to get the same data. So after uh, 20 minutes or half an hour of doing that, I was able to decipher the, the big secret of how to do that. And I move on into applying that to my uh, project. So I actually managed to send the repository inside the time limit. Um, uh, for like, uh, I, I still got some time, so I, I check it out twice to see if I can do that better. Um, so I did, I decided that since I did have uh, a spare time uh, before uh, the actual time limit, I just decided to, you know what, I'm going to do uh, a little video about it. So uh, I recorded, uh, thanks to my uh, stream PC, I was able to record um, uh, a short, <laughs> so-called short video about the project. Uh, it's around 20 minutes, and I was talking very fast and explaining things very fast, and I did manage to pass by 20 minutes of just talking, just like this one. This podcast is around 21 minutes already. Okay, so uh, I did manage to um, record a, a, so, uh, a quote-unquote short video. So uh, uh, where I was explaining the software and I was showing my face so people actually <laughs> believed that I was... Uh, uh, so so people actually see my face explaining the software and they didn't believe that I send uh, uh, that I hired somebody else to actually do th this for me. So I did send that, and uh, I believe uh, uh, like four days uh, after that, I got uh, I got a call, and they told me that I just passed to the next phase of the selection process, uh, which included a personal uh, an in-person interview. So I was getting ready to go to the Volkswagen factory and make my interview there. Uh, I was very wrong. I was uh, actually sent into another place. Um, I don't remember the name, uh, but it's actually a university here in Puebla. So uh, I traveled to the address they gave me, and I didn't see anything but uh, the entrance to a very big campus for a college. So I asked around and I made a call and they basically told me, yes, the interview is going to be inside the university. So, okay. Um, so after uh, maybe 20 minutes, uh, because security on, on, on this university is very heavy and I didn't know exactly where to go, uh, I managed to get in and they gave me a visitor pass um, basically, I had to register why I was going there and who I was looking for and so forth. So uh, I get in. And for my surprise, <laughs> I spent a long time walking there uh, because the campus is quite big. Um, so after I managed to get into the building, um, uh, I was looking for the office of Volkswagen there. And basically, they have this uh, uh, this sort of, I, for what I can gather, uh, a lot of companies do have um, uh, an office in this building dedicated to digital technologies. 
So I my guess is that they want to get to meet the talent before they leave the college in order to recruit them as soon as possible, maybe. So uh, one of the offices was for Volkswagen. So I went there, and to my surprise, uh, I managed to meet one of my um, old colleagues from my college, so one of my co-students, uh, an old friend of mine, which I uh, used to play World of Warcraft for countless hours back in the day. I'm talking 2004. Um, so th that's uh, qu quite some time now that I think about it. Um, so uh, I've been, um, so I met him. I say hi. Then I um, went to the interview with the, with the boss and somebody else. Um, so the boss uh, made some interview with me. Um, he asked me, uh, how, what do I think about the front end, uh, the front end uh, development side of the thing? I answered that. And then he began doing a lot of questions about, about front end developers. So uh, I told him that I was confused, that uh, <laughs> I applied for a database administrator position and a Java position in the beginning. Then the the technical interview um, is now about front end only, and I did an exercise about back end. So when I say that, he say then, uh, so you are the guy that made the video then. Uh, very surprised, no? He was very surprised, and his demeanor changed entirely. Um, so he basically told me that there are way a lot more uh, candidates for the front end development side, and I was the only one. Um, requesting the position for the back-end side. So I guess my hunch, uh, my instinct was telling me the truth. Basically, uh, I was the only candidate. And he told me something else, that the exercise, the requirements for the exercise, I complied with everything uh, correctly, thankfully, uh, as I was planning, basically. And that uh, the other candidates had delivered successfully some parts of the requirement, but not all. Um, so I think to myself, well, that's uh, that's going to talk uh, way better from for me. So, um, so I managed to comply with everything, I guess, and I even go uh, far beyond that and made a video about it, uh, made a Git repository which wasn't required. Um, and I did the, the video, obviously, explaining myself how the software works and demonstrating how it works um, because I use Postman. Uh, that's a program to basically uh, test out um, uh, the program I, I, um, for making uh, post and get requests to the API. So I guess that's it, I guess. So after an hour of interview, um, I I get out of that uh, and I go to my uh, <laughs> my old co-student there, my friend, and we talk about hey, what do you do here? Uh, this is a small world, you know. Um, I was surprised to see you here, and then he told me that he was surprised to read my name and see me here uh, too. And it's indeed a, a really small world, so. Uh, he he asked me if I was going to play uh, or if I was playing a, a WoW Classic. 
<laughs> because we used to play a lot of that. So I told him basically, you know what? Uh, I've been thinking about it, uh, but I know myself. If I, if I get into playing that, I'm going to spend a lot of time there. And right now my excuse is, you know what? You are looking for a job. You don't have time for this. Maybe later when you get a job and, and you get some uh, income going on, maybe I'm going to play. But you know what? If you get, um, if you get into world classic, just give me a message. Uh, we're still, uh, I still had him on the Battle.net uh, chat system. So if you get to play World Classic, to tell me and we play together. Uh, what about that? Um, uh, so we did that. Uh, we exchanged phones, but since I no longer have that phone service because I didn't pay for it anymore, so the na so the the phone number is already lost. But never mind. Uh, it is my guess that as soon as I get um, to war with him, uh, we're going to be in close contact. So I should pass him my new phone number when I get money to pay for one. So that's about it, I guess. Uh, so after that, I believe. Well, you know what? Maybe I'm going to get a call to get higher now. Oh, I was so wrong, dude. So. The next phase was to actually um, uh, a medical exam and a clinical analysis exam um, back in the actual factory. So I went there uh, again. Security was pretty heavy. After half an hour of waiting for to get in, I got my visitor pass uh, and I bring my uh, myself to the laboratory, to the lab. And they basically took, you know, uh, uh, um, how do you call it, uh, a pee sample and a blood sample, and they took some X-rays uh, from me. And so basically, they are making sure that I don't have any precondition. Maybe who knows um, that I'm pretty much healthy. I did that. Uh, so a weekend passed, and after that, I get another call. Uh, from the recruiter telling me that um, that somebody is, uh, from social services is going to come in my home and see how I live. <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, wow, okay. So uh, I'm just looking for a job. I'm not going to to adopt a children <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. So uh, that same day, uh, somebody comes to my home and begins doing some questions. Uh, my wife helping me a lot to keep everything clean in the house. Um, so basically, she was asking us things about, you know, money and how do we live, how much money do we have, and stuff like that. So, so I was basically getting questions uh, when somebody wants to adopt a children. So <laughs> that was pretty weird. Uh, I guess we passed with, with flying colors, maybe. Uh, one thing that she told us is that we are spending a lot of money for this place. And uh, for example, the water service is failing right now. Uh, is we are, we are out of water for three days now. And that's a recurring problem here. And that the place is not really worth the money we are paying for. Uh, and she's actually right. It is my plan to move from this place as soon as possible. Uh, especially because I, the only actual reason which I choose uh, to live here 
is because it is it was available and was pretty nearby from my previous job. So basically, I don't own a home. I just rent uh, next to the to my workplace and and keep it that way. And now that I'm going to be working on a new place, I'm going to do the same thing. So <laughs> I guess I'm just going to to ghost. I'm going to be ghosting my um, uh, my landlord. So I guess I, I basically just going to disappear from this place. <laughs> And keep everything paid, obviously. I'm going to pay uh, every service. And uh, you know what? I'm not going to spend here the entire year. I'm sorry. Uh, the water problem has been uh, 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 an issue for from the, for all this time. And I'm really tired of it. So I'm leaving. And I'm going to go uh, my landlord and move to a new place. And that's it. Well... Uh, that's the plan so far and right now uh, well after that um, visit from the social services agent uh, I received another call to ba that basically told me that I was the chosen one you are the chosen one here is the Sefer blade so no well basically uh, she told me that uh, now I need to gather my documentation and another agent uh, from contracts is going to actually hire me. So uh, I got an email and a phone call. And basically I'm going to... Uh, today I'm going to lead to to get a, a document that I'm missing that I was never asked for for a job uh, before. And that is, uh, how do you call it in English? Maybe... Uh, well, it's basically a letter signed by the government that basically says that I don't have uh, a previous, uh, I had never been in jail or in prison, and that uh, basically uh, I had never committed a crime, that um, uh, that I never set foot inside a jail cell, basically. So I need to get that letter from the government. Um which is going to be very difficult for some people to get here in Mexico. <laughs> um, I, thankfully, I had never been a criminal. I do despite uh, crime, basically. Uh, I don't like criminals. I don't want to be one. And that's basically it. So I'm going to get that letter today and present myself next Tuesday uh, to deliver all my documentation and present myself for my corporate picture uh, in a very nice suit and that's basically it i'm going to get um i'm going to get there take my picture and the contract agent told me that right after that uh, um, i should present myself to the university for work so basically i'm going to deliver my documentation sign in the contract and that very same day, I should just get myself back into the office and w just work there. So next Tuesday is going to be my first day at the job, I guess. Uh, if, if I manage to deliver the letter, uh, I'm going to, on my way to do just that. And I need a recommendation letter for my previous job. <laughs> uh so I need to get that too. Actually, uh, I'm going to check my email because uh, 
maybe the recommendation letter is already there. Who knows? So I'm going to be doing that. So thank you for listening. And this was uh, not such a quick update. I've been talking for 36 minutes now. Well, uh, thank you for coming in and to uh, let me your ear for the time being. And I'm going to be updating you later. Thank you very much.